0: we are live this is episode eight of sports and stutters with myself parker and joe how's everybody doing this week you know uh we're, we're, we're chilling we had a little
1: uh, a little break last week uh nate needed some time to practice his uh his intro there so it took him a little while to get the hang of it but i thought i think he did quite well we thought it made sense to let the guy who has the the stutter and the, the podcast is named after his stutter to host we thought we'd give him a chance
2: yeah, you know, it's uh, it's probably a good thing that Nate's doing the intros because um, with all the cancel culture that's going on right now, if one of us who does not have a stutter tried out the sports and stutters with a stutter, it might not go over so well. So
1: Joe, Joe, and I would be toast. We'd be we'd be banned <laughs> on social media. Uh, our, our contract with uh, Joe Rogan would be would be dropped completely. He was he was going to give us his uh, primetime spot on Apple podcast when he uh when he was doing UFC 259 last week but uh if, if we if we imitate the stutter I don't I don't think we got that shot anymore.
2: No, not at all. So I think Nate Nate doing the intro with his genuine authentic stutter <laughs> <laughs> that is the way to go.
1: Nate but Nate, you asked
0: us how we're doing. How
1: are how are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm thriving, boys. Like it's the great 8 and I'm going to kill it cuz like I'm the talent on this podcast. We all know it, so I may as well embrace it. eh? sorry. Did you just say you were the Great Eight, as in Alex Ovechkin? And episode eight. Yep. I've I've seen you play <laughs> hockey. You are the furthest thing from the Great Eight. I'm the Great Eight in Division Eight. All right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> anyway,
1: you know, I I knew giving uh, giving Nate the the hosting duties would result in more stutters, but man, we're off to a hot start already.
0: Damn right. It's been. A hey, restful week. I'm I'm refreshed here because I didn't have to de- deal with these assholes all all week. So that was language awesome.
1: <laughs> language. We have children who listen to this podcast.
0: Oh yes, yeah, so our, our like two our two minors out here. It's awesome. But and Mormons, we have Mormons. <laughs> Don't forget yeah. them. Yeah, this is true. It, two of us are in s- Southern Alberta, so it all all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like the two of you uh kind of make me want out of out of his podcast which is which makes me just like a millionaire quarterback eh?
1: jesus man that stutter almost put me to sleep right there that was a long <laughs> break holy yeah. shit man
0: i had time to go make a coffee with that one
1: i actually have a coffee right now joe just as you mentioned i i had i popped a curate quickly and i had enough time to run upstairs and come back down this guy i yeah, wish
2: so, so speaking of uh millionaire quarterbacks how do you guys feel about speaking of myself
1: right me i just signed you could say yeah yeah. yeah. i'm uh, in the fan control league with josh gordon didn't you see me on the weekend oh you're a stud parker really i thought you were all over it out there
2: did four flag football
1: yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, same thing same thing make millions in both leagues
2: all right yeah enough of that jargon uh let's let's headway into our first little topic here and talk about russ russ wilson wanting out well, I mean, I mean, Joe,
1: you're the you're the Seahawks fan here, man. Like what are you are you sad? Did you go to see your therapist this past week? It must be a must be a tough time in your life right now.
2: No, it's it, it's uh it's fake news. Fake if, news, eh? Hey? Fake news is one would say. I I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. I think I think they're going to try I think they should, and I think they are going to pursue rebuilding their O-line cuz that's what I think Russ really wants. I mean, and I think they need they need to get someone like Aaron Jones. Yeah. I think they need a running back who isn't made of glass. <laughs> Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, not cutting it.
1: Yeah, but you can make the argument, right, with that bad O-line. It results in bad, bad running back play too, though, right?
2: Well, Chris Carson, he's not bad. He's just, he gets hurt way too much. Like, I don't think yeah. that's an O-line issue. I just think that's, like, some guys are more injury prone than others.
1: Um, yeah i couldn't imagine aaron jones on that offense if, if they can get some sort of an offensive line together some i think i think nate could block better for russell wilson than what they got right now but russell wilson with with aaron jones and that rpo would be deadly yeah very
2: very very deadly
0: i played garden high school yo and i was sick at it so so they should sign you then Hey, damn right yeah, Nate, didn't you hear?
1: Uh, or Nate, uh, both of you, I guess. They're actually uh, the Seahawks are starting to scout in uh, local Calgary high schools. They're coming up to uh, <laughs> uh, Div three and four, Crescent Heights. They're they're scouting them out, coming to their practices, checking out uh, checking out players.
2: I think I think they're really looking for guys who uh, made Pee ban- wee All Stars, so. <laughs> uh, Bantam All Stars, actually. So Bantam, sir. I I was a late bloomer, so I didn't make that cut. But, you know, <laughs> Nate, you you fit that criteria perfectly. Nate, I'm just right. keep your
1: phone, keep your ringer on. I'm sure they'll be calling any day now. <laughs> but realistically, though, I like, I don't know. Like, I don't get why Pete Carroll and the the Seahawks organization are even exploring the options. I get, like, the, the, they're a consistent like ten plus win team since Russell Wilson has taken over. It just, it, I don't know, who in the right mind thinks it's it's the best idea to scrap the quarterback who has gotten you to the playoffs, who's won you a Super Bowl, who has the most game winning drive since he's entered the league. To say you're hearing options on on him and potentially trading when you could simply go out and and either draft some o lineman or trade for some o It just I, like I don't know why the most logical thing is to trade one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Sorry, sorry, one of the yeah. top quarterbacks in the first seven weeks of the season.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you compare you got to compare Russell's situation to Deshaun's too, right? Yeah, like Deshaun Watson, he's literally on a team where they're they don't have draft picks, they don't have any capital in that in that area it is the
1: bantam all-stars it's the calgary bantam all-stars playing yeah, for in houston that's adam all-stars actually adam all-stars yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> i didn't make that either so
1: late bloomer the rumor, late bloomer rumor
2: rumor has it joe's still blooming to this day <laughs> i'm still fighting to make it for that Wee <laughs> all-star team so watch out watch watch for my names in the paper my name but, in the papers
1: yeah, yeah but, but like it. even if they get rid of him i know chicago's been a Been been a pretty pretty big name. They said they're gonna make a run for him. So I don't know what that kind of package looks like. I don't think anyone wants Mitchell Trubisky, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) If Seattle seems to be smoking some sort of some sort of dope, if they're thinking of getting rid of uh, Russell Wilson, so maybe they would take Trubisky at this point. You need a
2: huge haul for to get mm -hmm, mm Russ. You need Seattle if they would like. Like two years ago, they were. I think if they didn't get if they didn't lose all their running backs, and they, um. They didn't have to re-sign Marshawn Lynch back from the Shadow Realm. Um, <laughs> I think it would have been them in San Francisco in the the NFC Championship. They oh, probably in Green Bay. Like they were, they were. That was the team that was like most resembling a Super Bowl team from like 2013, 2014 Yeah. So uh, when you're, I guess when you're Russ, I wouldn't be. I don't think he's as like. He doesn't want out as bad as Deshaun, I wouldn't think, because he has some sort of foundation.
1: He's got some weapons too, right? He's got weapons. He's
2: got a solid defense. And Pete Carroll is still a really good head coach. Yeah. They're going to be getting a new offensive coordinator. He just
0: needs to bulk up that O-line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, um, to me, you move on from the coach before you move on from Wilson. Like, it doesn't make any sense to move him, right?
1: Yeah, like I saw a stat. Like before Russell Wilson even joined the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll's overall record, both in collegiate football and I think he had a stint in the NFL before Russell Wilson as well. I think he was with the Cleveland Browns. I could be wrong, Um, but he had a losing record. He only has a winning record as a head coach right now because of Russell Wilson. He only has a Super Bowl right now because of Russell Wilson. Arguably could have had two if he would have made the right call and ran the ball instead of thrown on the one yard line, but that's a conversation for another day. So. I completely agree like i don't i don't i've never seen a team that decides to get rid of their star quarterback before their head coach it just is it makes no sense yeah i don't think
2: i don't think they're getting they're going to get rid of either because no. Pete Carroll is still a, like yeah he's still he, a good head coach you got you got to say like yeah he did he has all those accolades with Wilson because of wilson but at the same time i think he has developed as a coach to become for sure a really good head coach yes so you can't i don't think you're gonna they're not gonna fire Pete carroll instead of trading russ nor do i think they're gonna trade russ and keep Pete yeah. carroll i think they're gonna like john Schneider's a really good gm he yeah,
0: yeah. built a super bowl roster probably back-to-back super bowl rosters so for sure yeah. and parker um he was the patriots coach in ah. 97 to 99
1: nice just before uh big uh Big Uncle Belichick got there, probably. I'm assuming.
2: Dark the Dark Emperor, emperor the Dark
1: Team. <laughs> Empire who did not strike back. But whatever. Speaking, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, some um, some crappy O line, we got Big Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> at quarterback coming back to Pittsburgh. Pretty much having an O line at quarterback, man. I I do not know what <laughs> Pittsburgh is thinking. I do yeah, not. I, I do not get that,
2: it. Though. Did they just restructure his contract? I'm not like. Oh, I think totally he was resigned? a free agent.
1: No, I yeah. don't think he was. He? I
2: don't think he was. I think they restructured his contract.
1: That's what I thought too. Like he re-signed on a restructured deal. Nate, you're the fact okay. checker, man. Gotcha. Nate, Joe and I will ramble on while you quickly come up with the details. <laughs> yeah. But like, it it, does, it doesn't make sense, man. It was, it was evident. As much as Juju's TikToks really brought them down in that back half of the season. Like... <laughs> if they had a quarterback who could throw farther than four yards, like they could have been a, a serious contender this past year. Like they, they wouldn't have lost to the Browns in the playoffs. I, I personally think if they had a quarterback who was somewhat competent, and didn't look like he was, he was heading on his way to the senior home. Like uh, that, that, that was a wasted year for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though they had still a good record. They ended that, that last quarter of the season horribly because of truly because of their quarterback play, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'd, i probably disagree with that take. Um, I mean, you have, like, I think Pittsburgh was probably the most one-dimensional offense in the entire league. They had no run game to speak of. No. And they, they do have a good O-line. Uh, they, they're they basically playing with seven O-linemen out there with Roethlisberger at QB. <laughs> but I think he was, he, at one point he was, he had like 28 touchdowns to seven picks and he was, he was in the running for MVP yeah. So and that was when he was like mid season form obviously, but they didn't have any run yeah. game. Yeah. I mean you got a 38 year old QB throwing the ball sixty times a game. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's gonna gas out at the end of the season. Yeah. So I think yeah, his play really deteriorated deteriorated at the end. Yeah. But I don't think you can put the blame solely on him. I think you gotta put a little bit of that little bit of that on the coaching staff.
1: No, yeah, and you're right. Like they had a good, they definitely had a good. What you could, you could argue, three, a third of the season. Truly, they like three fourths of the season they played well. But in 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 this league, right, like having a quarterback who's only good in the in the first twelve out of sixteen games isn't good enough. You know what I mean? Like they and yes, they were ten and zero at one point or eleven and zero at one point. But if you look at who they were also playing, like it wasn't, it wasn't anyone stellar either. That so their schedule was played in their favor. If they had a quarterback who was somewhat competent or truly, I'd probably take any of the the top quarterbacks in this draft to, to go on that team. Right? Like, you like you look at Russell Wilson obviously there's an age difference right but their run game wasn't anything special he was playing with an even worse o-line but even though Russell Wilson's play fell off that back half of the season they were still a team that I wouldn't really want to play against you know and yeah. Pittsburgh it was evident in that in that last stretch of games there that okay this team's definitely gonna lose in that first round to the Browns like it I, I anyone could have seen that
0: yeah like you don't want him having to carry your no. offense, right? Like he's a good complimentary piece. He's not exactly like his his arm's not what it used to be at all. He he can't carry at a sixty pass pace all, all season. You have to have RBs or or, is it, or he he's not going to keep it up. If I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I'm I don't love it, but like I don't know if there's better options out there for like a reasonable price because Pittsburgh has to win now. They're not going to have his team for too long so uh, give it another shot and if it doesn't work then cut bait in the offseason
1: well yeah James Conner is a free agent Juju Smith's a free agent so not and James Conner had no he didn't have a great season to begin with but like still that's that's their their number one workhorse at running back and potentially using their star receiver so it is a win now I don't know I don't think it's a horrible idea for them to to try to rejuvenate and remotivate Dwayne Haskins, I think Washington was a bad situation for him. I think that it, it just set that quarterback, a rookie quarterback, up for up for failure when he first joined the league. And I think, I don't know. I think give give him some credit, give him some opportunity in Pittsburgh, and who knows, maybe he could be he could be a player for them.
2: I don't think I I don't think Dwayne Haskins is a. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. <clears throat> with all yeah. the, I don't think with Washington the the stuff he the antics he pulled in Washington was just like the Rippers maskless yeah. during maskless as well. Yeah. Going to a big party, going maskless yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. Like, like that's just a, a judge. That's a judgment call on his, uh, that's a judgment mistake on his part. And, um, there was one guy, he, he's on, what is it? Fox sports. I think. Colin Cowherd. I don't know if you guys know who that is. <laughs>
3: yeah, but the herd.
2: I kind of, I kind of worship him, you know. He's kind of my idol. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Like it he makes a lot of he's sense. Really he's talking about himself.
2: To, he he t- he does bring up a lot of good points when it comes to like young quarterbacks like making yeah. judgments on and off the field. Really does it does to a certain extent correlate. They do correlate to one another. Like you look at yeah, James Winston, but if, 30 and 30. Yeah, but if and you look, if the, the NFL was based on
1: yeah, but if the NFL, if you had to get a police check before entering the NFL, they'd have no players. Yeah. We got wife beaters. We got children oh, beaters. We got...
2: There was definitely outliers, but like vast, like Johnny Manziel, he wasn't very good. Jameis Winston. Nah. Yeah. Like Haskins is, is a guy who,
0: who you try if you don't really have any other options. Like, a Roethlisberger really? is a top... 30 quarterback like he'll do top 30 is, yeah
1: like <laughs> there's only two worst teams sounds 30, to yeah. me, too. <laughs> like he, you might as well say he's, he's, he's a top starter one nate but hot
0: but haskins i don't think is a top 30 quarterback and 30 i don't think quarter. he's an option who you i want to play with
1: i like how the art you you i i agree with you but i like how your argument is he's a top 30 quarterback out of a 32 a team
0: league he's a starter he just isn't a particularly good one <laughs> top
1: I
2: think saying he's saying he's a top 30 nfl quarterback is like he's is like saying he's a human being <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's not a, being compliment. a top quor- being a top 30 quarterback is not nothing to write home about like yeah like he, he is from my good, perspective but like he's uh, a starter uh, Dwayne D- who Dwayne or Ben Ben Roethlisberger Ben is a starter without a doubt yeah like yeah he was saying he's...
1: Ben's a top 30 okay yeah no he is a we've top confused 30. Joe it's, Joe, Joe took too much supplements
2: it, 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 before this it is funny to say
0: he's
1: a yeah. top 30 <laughs> you might as well just say he's top 32 at this point
0: yeah like he's the guy who like who you want to have but he'll do if you have to
1: well, I heard they're looking at Crescent Heights Division Three Bantam All Stars once again. So stay on the look, Nate.
0: <laughs> a they Division Two actually way, not a big deal. They may be coming <laughs> your way.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: <laughs> kind of hot, hot. Um, definitely looking, trying to think yeah. of a PG word there, but anyway.
2: <laughs> well,
1: um, well we know Big Ben is a uh, now that Nate's words. He's a top thirty quarterback. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about a a a quarterback who. I think when he's at his best, you could say he's, he's in the top 10, top 12. Just got a major payday as of today. So Monday when we record this, Mr. Dak Prescott, broken ankle man, just signed a four-year, $160 million contract. I I'm broken Maybe, I don't know what, man. broken ankle man. That's what he is. He, his ankle was literally waving goodbye to him when he got tackled. Jesus. But in my opinion, I, I, extremely I think he's
2: sensitive. I'm offended.
1: You're fine. I'm gonna be cancelled. I better I better pack my bags now. Time to I'm, I'm heading better. to Portugal. I'm they love us over you. there.
0: I'm going to cancel you. Do it. Yeah. Harker, um, you aren't important enough to be cancelled, buddy. I'm sorry. Right. So just if I'm not important, today,
1: so. then y'all aren't important. But to me, I, I think He's completely owed this money. I think Dak Prescott has showed his worth. I think he should have had this contract a year or two ago. In my opinion, I don't know why you sign Ezekiel Elliott before you sign your quarterback. The running back market, the rate or the expense of the running back market is just just going down. It's the most um, replaceable position in the NFL. And Dak Prescott has been a stellar quarterback. And before he got hurt, even though Dallas wasn't playing that great, like Dak Prescott's numbers were killer. He was leading the league in passing three weeks after he got hurt. Like I think that just shows shows who he is. He won Rookie of the Year for them. He led them to a twelve and four record in his in his first or second year. Like he, I, I'm happy mm-hmm. for the guy. He, he he did thirteen and three. He deserves he deserves this money.
2: He definitely got a lot of leverage with Jerry Jones. Yes. After yeah. after they uh, lost him, they were playing like absolute dog
3: uh,
0: dog, dog water. water.
3: Yeah. Hey um, man, a- Andy yeah.
0: Andy Dalton's a top thirty one quarterback. Okay. <laughs> Dalton
2: is not a top thirty one.
0: I don't know if it's as much he earned it as his team proved that they need him more than yeah, exactly. they need the cap space.
1: Okay, yeah, they they showed that, but he definitely in his in his four or five years he's been in the league, he's definitely showed he's deserving of that money he's without a doubt.
2: some payday. I think one hundred and sixty mil is definitely not a cheap price. No, but, but that's
1: the way the quarterback market's going. Every yeah. quarterbacks are going to be when making this Dallas, like
2: crazy. Dallas needs a guy who's going to be putting up numbers Yeah, because of how, like, I don't know. Crap how the rest of them are. are. Like, they were, like, blah, 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 blah. Andy Dalton was not putting up those numbers. No, and, no. Like, I don't know how many primetime games Dallas got taken off of because of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guarantee if, if uh, Prescott was still playing and they still had the record that they had, they would have still been on primetime.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like it's it's entertaining to watch the Cowboys even when they're they're not doing great because Ezekiel Elliott and Dak are fun to watch. To, and and the, with the receiver, the and receiving corps on right? too. Yeah. Like
0: it's hard for Dallas to be taken off of prime time cuz they have a huge fan base, right?
1: Yeah. They're major America's market team. They're America's team. They're Joe's team.
2: They're not my team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I like I'm happy for the guy. I think he had a lot of leverage. I think, like Joe said, if he was to get franchise tagged again for what the second or third year in a row, I think he would have. I think he would have walked. I think the market for him would have been great. The quarterback market for teams right now is is absurd. I think there was a report that came out with with the top quarterbacks like Deshaun and and even Russ a little bit. Like so many teams are calling interested in these quarterbacks because a lot of teams truly, aside from the big hitters in the playoffs like Green Bay, Tampa, the Chiefs. So on the Bills, who have a solid, solid starting quarterback, the rest of the teams are kind of up for grabs. People need a good yeah. quarterback, and it shows. If you have a good quarterback, you're going to go to the playoffs. You're going to make a run for a Super Bowl. And and right now, they they, they got their quarterback.
0: It's just now about building the the rest of the team around him. The quarterback is is by far, and it's not even close, the most important position, right? And the Patriots. <laughs>
2: Hunter is the most important position.
0: I was going to say, you were
1: going to say something <laughs> stupid like the kicker. Hunter's all God. about field position, baby. Johnny suppli- Hecker.
3: Of course,
0: Joe.
1: I'm surprised say. you didn't say like the place kicker, the, the holder, placeholder, <laughs> or whatever.
0: Yeah. It's most important, and the Patriots are, are proving it, by going after every quarterback on the market, particularly Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, boys?
1: Nate, or Joe, I think I just had time to make another coffee, but what about you?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was... I wrote like a 10 page paper. Oh, wow. Congrats, man. What'd you write about? Uh, volcanoes.
1: Oh, volcanoes. What what, what what class is that for? Geology 301, maybe.
2: Ge-
1: Geology 301. Yeah, I know you talked about You mentioned Jimmy G there. There are some reports that came up this week. I don't know the legitimacy about it. Probably from Co- Colin Coward or whatever Joe listens to oh, and Cabernet? models himself. Yes, yeah, sure. There has <laughs> been reports about Jimmy G potentially getting a reunion in New England. I don't know about that. John Lynch just came out saying him and the 49ers support Jimmy G going forward. But Jimmy G isn't that great. That's Maybe would he be say. good in the in the in the New England system? Who knows? I'm not a GM, obviously. He's so. Corno. He's
2: he hasn't lost in a New England uniform as a starter. Yeah. That is
1: that is true.
0: But
1: How's the Patriots' outlined line now?
0: They're they're, they're they're middle of the back. Yeah, cuz like his issue is that he's he hasn't played um, healthy m- much at all of late. Hey, and like his issue in San Fran is that he's not being healthy, so he needs an, an O line, uh, either way, or else their O line's pretty good. Why bother? Yeah,
2: I don't think it's their O line. I
0: think they it's got,
1: just
2: he's a walking band-aid. They got Trent Williams, uh, Mike McGlinchey, like they got some pretty good. Their O line's not the issue. Yeah. I think it's just him sustaining injuries and then coming back when he's not fully healthy and then he plays yeah, poorly think, when he's not yeah
1: so, and i think it's the management of that as well right like obviously a player knows when he's yeti or not but clearly they i think in, from my opinion watching over the last couple of years too i think he's been he's been put in games that it was evident he was not healthy it's like they were just trying to rush to get him back because they knew that they didn't have any other options truly well they got nick mullins uh, he's the stud man he's i heard he's from crescent heights high school I think so, yeah. I think he played with Nate. Yeah, he played Nate. Uh, PB, PB, PB All-Stars.
0: So, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo makes a ton of sense for the Patriots. I wonder if Darnold's a better option. Because the Jets, I think, just uh, kind of butchered him. And I wonder if Belichick's a better option and he can help to. too. Darnold has the upside, right? So, I think there's a move there. I think... He, He's improvement over Newton, at least.
2: Does he have an upside? Yeah, I think he does. He kind of got he got sewered by Adam Gase, the greatest coach of all time. He is he
1: yes he is. I've heard he's already in the Hall of Fame.
2: I think so, like something like that. Yeah, the Hall of Fame Dar- of Darnold. Dirt bags. Darnold got absolutely sewered. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't have much. It may not look like he he has any upside, but if he gets in the right system, I think he you have some un, untapped on potential but i don't yeah. think the jets are going to trade him in division to new england.
1: Mm. yeah, i yeah, within division
2: trades very rarely happen. like i Especially just quarterback like a, a starting quarterback like darnold.
1: yeah, but there's talk that there's talk that the the jets want to want to pursue uh what's his name? uh quarterback from BYU. Jack Wilson or
2: something? No. So, yeah, something. something Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, who <laughs> Zach was a, Wilson, who was yeah. a
1: stud. He was was he was he was one of the top quarterbacks in the in the, in the national in the national league for for college football in NCAA. He he's projected to go top five. Some are even having him as as high as number two now. Um, so. It's 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 been reports that the the Jets want to take a strike at him. So I think if that's the case they got to move Darnold. Why I don't I think it's a waste to have both quarterbacks like that. Spend the money of a second round pick while you also have have a quarterback who was also a top 5 pick for you. It just seems idiotic to me and I think if if they're
0: going for for Zach Wilson they got to move Sam Darnold.
2: How how is Darnold's contract rather of you know?
0: Um I'm looking at it now. It looks like he's a, f- a UFA in 2023 and he's he has a cap hit of 9.8 this season.
1: Yeah, so he's still under his rookie deal and what yeah. what Nate do you, do you know what pick he was? Do you do you have it there? Uh, I don't have it in front of me no. He was, like, he was like a he was like a top 3 pick was he not?
2: No, I think he was like 5 or 6. But still he even 10. He was a top 10 pick
1: quarterbacks taking that just players in general taking that high their their rookie contract is upwards of 25 plus mil like he his contract is still hefty even though it spans over a four or five year rookie deal he he, he's still locked up for a significant amount of money until that 2023 so to me why spend the money on another high quarterback draft pick it's either you move on from Darnold or you you draft a piece I forget what draft pick they have they have number two or three or bit Get a piece that complements Sam Darnold and potentially puts you in a better position, rather than si- draft another quarterback who could be potentially equal to Sam Darnold, and you're spending so much money on it. Yeah, I
0: think, I think the Panthers. He was a third overall pick.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, he was third. I thought he was like Yeah, jeez, like, Joe, way to correct me whatever, for nothing. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I got like, I got volcanoes on my mind. Yeah, he needs an
0: O line, honestly. Like, I think if he's, he's going to have no though, no chance until then.
2: I think Panthers could make potentially make a run because they wanted Watson, but I just think Watson's price tag is way way, way too high, too hefty, way I don't too think the Panthers hefty. Panthers want to give that up because they are in a rebuild, but yeah. like I don't know. I think Darnold, yeah. like if Matt Rule, R- R- I think yeah, Rule, R- mm-hmm. if he can like if he sees something in Darnold, you can maybe get him for a, a cheap price.
3: Yeah. Like in my
1: opinion, even though the draft is stacked with quarterbacks, they're saying five quarterbacks could, up, could be off the board in the top ten. In my opinion, you got a new coach. We know how crap Adam Gaze was. I think Nate could coach a better NFL team, truly, which is saying a lot. No offense, Nate, but it just I'm shows how bad coach, Adam yeah. Gaze is. Yeah, <laughs> but it just if if I had if I had some sort of decision here for the New York Jets, if I could give them a, a word of a friendly advice here, even though I don't really care for the Jets, I, I would give this new head coach a year. See what he can do with Sam darnold. He's Sam Darnold has the talent. Their offense is all right. It's nothing crazy. They don't have any major pieces. But given the year, see what he can do. either either draft one of the one of the these good receivers or or tight ends coming out of the NFL or maybe get another piece at O line. See how they do. And then if if truly, Sam Darnold still is that bad. Next year, maybe you move on. Maybe you explore the quarterback market, even though it's really big right now. I think I think that's a safer bet than potentially wasting another twenty five plus mil contract on another rookie quarterback.
0: All right, well, the Jets are gonna, are gonna do Jets things. I'm, I'm not expecting a ton out of them. I don't think it's worth talking about too much more. And I I need a break. So
1: wait, 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 wait. I got I gotta slow you off there. So us here at uh, Sports and Stutters, we have been being we, we've been working very hard on this podcast. We've been trying to grow it. And over this, uh, this little break that we had, we saw this uh, spike in listeners. Uh, it's from one of Joe's favorite countries. It's from uh, Portugal. We had, a, had a, a fellow reach out to us asking if he wanted to collab. And us as a small podcast with a very small listening, we were like, Oh, you just gave us 30 new listeners. Why don't we take advantage of this? We'll do a little cross cross collaboration. So at our break, you typically hear a little instrumental music. Gets you in the mood, ready to listen to the second half of our podcast instead I got something new for you. You're going to listen to a little clip introducing you to this podcast titled Efficiently Work Sport by Gonzalez Marquez. He is a master in sports psychology. His podcast is great. It really breaks down the mental aspects of sport and everything that kind of surrounds that that uh, psychological aspect. Give it a listen. If you're interested with the with the sound clip in, in our break, uh, check him out. He's on all platforms. He'd appreciate the listen because if you listen to him, He's going to promote us and then we're going to get even more listeners. So we'd greatly appreciate that. So stay tuned. You're going to listen to it right now.
3: Hi, dear listener. So you enjoy running, huh? I hope you're having a good time here and finding this episode useful. My name is Gonzalo Marques. I have a master's degree on integrative clinical psychology and a specialization on sports psychology and talking about sports practice here. Have you ever noticed the mismatch between what you're training on the mental side of the game you play, and what you feel would be the ideal amount to really dedicate to that? I mean, I've heard thousands of athletes and coaches telling that they train like 90% of the time on physical and technical aspects, while on the other hand they affirm that the success can be due 90% to mental aspects. Got it? I talk about psychology. Preparation, Resilience, Dealing with Failure and Losses, Pressure, and the list goes on, and at Efficiently Work Sport Podcast, EWS, we present all of this, all for free and with a clean and interactive listening experience. And with 5 different series for you to pick to your liking, including interviews with science experts and with people with a long experience on the sporting realms, you will certainly gain something to efficiently work your sports practice. In fact, I promise this isn't a space where we just distill scientific jargon, but most importantly, we seek to find ways for you to translate the theory into your day-to-day practice in every episode, so that you discover psychological research and other mechanisms that can be applied to improving performance, accelerating skill acquisition, and designing more effective methods of training. So why won't you efficiently listen to podcasts and jump to EWS today?
0: I don't know how to bring us back into the episode. So I guess I I jump back into it, eh?
3: No, no,
1: no, no. Just just because you think that you get to bring the stutter, it's in the title of our podcast, doesn't mean you just get to F off the rest of the podcast, not contribute any of the humor. You can't leave it all up to Joe and I. Just because you give your little stutter here and there doesn't mean that Joe and I are left to
0: carry the rest of the work. Yo, it's iconic, though. I, I
2: don't
0: know. Like, I am his podcast, boys.
2: Nate, I'm going to file a complaint on your ass if
0: you don't pick your shit up.
1: Yeah, seriously, man. We're <laughs> It's getting exhausting here for Joe and I. You think you I can type in I some stats?
0: Sweet. Yo, I'm a stats guy. That's that's all I am, yo. Your
1: stats and stutters. That's what we should name our podcast, Stats, stats and Stutters.
0: <laughs> man. That'd be pretty sweet, though, but... <laughs> Oh, we
2: know we we also know how much you love swearing. So let's why not call it stats, stutters, and slander
3: too.
1: Perfect right. title, Joe. Man, Joe is just an English major over here writing his his papers while he's doing the podcast, coming up with titles left and right. Jesus, Joe, you're 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 just amazing, man.
2: Just call me a call me a modern day Stephen King,
1: you know. Ah, okay, interesting comparison. But do, um, do, I'll let that little start. do a little
2: acid, you know, write a <laughs> couple horror books, you know, make hey, a couple mil. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, make a horror book about this You podcast. do know he's active, right? Like, he isn't he isn't dead or anything. I know, I know. I just couldn't think of... I don't know. Call me Shakespeare. Joe's a,
1: Joe's a postmodern Stephen King.
2: Postmodernism. Do you guys know what that is? Because I don't.
1: Yeah, I do. Not.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I know about as much about that stuff as, as I do about... I'm um, Dominique Ducharme, who's the uh. new house. Head coach after February twenty fourth, after Claude Julien was fired after the Habs entered a slump. So, <laughs> the Habs were almost as awful as I am on this podcast, boys.
1: I mean, that's I mean that's a good comparison, better than Joe's steep st- modern Stephen King <laughs> analogy
2: post modern buddy post
1: modern right sorry I, I i should have corrected myself with my own use of words there but i like i understand the Habs thinking you know they had the the gm and didn't want to see a slump that they had in years past but montreal was still in the, like the top 5 they were at number 2 for a period of time there like one slump to to scrap the coach right away that seems a little harsh in my opinion but you got to do what you got to do they they're not playing too bad right now definitely got out of that slump but too bad. Uh, at you know, what they, price?
2: They just pumped Winnipeg like seven-one on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. They chased Hellebuck, and then they scored on his backup like right afterwards. So yeah,
0: uh, the he has Amar spending tens of millions more in the next closest team this year. So expectations are are high. Although I think he's he's a victim of bad goaltending more than anything else. To be honest,
2: I think yeah. Uh, Mark Bergevin, he said, like, the reason they fired Julian was because uh, the Habs were repeating, like, stretch, similar stretches to last year. Jesus, they, is there a
1: freaking echo in here? I'm pretty sure I started this segment by saying
2: that. No.
1: God damn it, Joe. Stop writing your stupid paper and maybe listen.
2: <laughs> I think you got to take some anger management classes.
1: You're really like. starting to look like Nate right now. You're looking like a buffoon. Get I think it together.
2: You got you to take some mind, mindfulness classes. Like Joe, book, Joe, I got a couple books you can read. Joe,
1: we got to carry this. You got to listen. We got to respond to each other. You don't repeat what we say. Okay, fine.
2: We'll cut it out. We'll cut that part no, out. No, no, no. We don't cut it I out. Said.
1: We don't cut it out. It's the humor in it. It's the banter. No, we no, need it.
2: No no, 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 no. We are cutting it out. I don't care. People do not want to hear echoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nate, you better keep this in for, for the better sake of this you podcast. You better cut it out. Don't listen to Joe. <laughs> We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. We're gonna anyway. forget about it. It's okay. Speaking of coaching changes, I think a more reasonable and understanding coachable change was the Flames because the Flames are probably the most inconsistent team in the NHL. So it, it made sense why they got rid of their head coach.
2: Yeah, he was an interim head coach, and then he got
0: interim put into. Full- no, he was. He was a head coach he put in for all of about four months. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think like Bill Peters pulling that shenanigan stuff that he did. Yeah, I think he was a good coach. Not not a great person, so no. yeah. I think that kind of hurt them.
0: Yeah, yeah Daryl Sutter is the core and the GM's only chance of staying in Calgary. If this doesn't work, Trillivings out, Goudreau's out, Monahan's out, Jordan Deno's out. This is his core's only chance of staying t- together in Calgary.
1: Man, I think that I think that uh little speech there took so long. I think Goudreau is actually gone. I think he just got he traded
0: him and Monaghan too.
1: Already. That was a, that, that long break there. They're, they they shut them out right away. I think that what they get
2: bag of pucks and boost juice.
1: Yeah. Crescent Heights head coach.
2: Oh, hell yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Big upgrades, man. Big upgrades. The Crescent
2: Heights <laughs> curling coach.
1: <laughs> hey, it's the only person who knows what to do on the ice. So a, a, a topic that is more interesting and we, it's actually hockey. It's fun hockey to watch. Uh, Man, Drysaddle and McDavid got held without a point for three straight games against the Leafs. Thirteen to one was the was the scoring. Like that's just nuts. I was talking to Nate before Joe popped on, and they they were pretty much pairing McDavid and Drysaddle against Toronto's third line, and they were able to hold two of the best players in the league pointless. And Toronto's second and third string goalies both got shutouts against Edmonton. Like, and 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 what's even more crazy is that Edmonton was coming off a five-game win streak going into this game series they could have swung the standings and actually be gone into first place but instead they lose three straight in a fashion that was I don't think expected by anyone the gameplay of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl was not expected by anyone it was an absolute domination
2: I I think there is something to be said about uh, Toronto and how better their defense has definitely gotten gotten shutting down Dreisaitl McDavid but I think For it's sure. also telling of how poor edmonton's depth is oh for sure if you're top two like it's literally a two-man team you're getting outscored 13 to 1 and McD- mcdavid and dryside' do nothing in all three games and you're not gonna win a game you're not gonna win a game if your depth players can't put up anything so i think what it mcdavid and dryside will have like 34 and like 41 points together and then the next closest guy is Nugent Hopkins with 20. <laughs> and then after that, it's like... Nothing. Alex Chason with eight points. Like I
1: got as many points as their depth players.
2: Seriously. You compare them to a team like Winnipeg, who I think has the... Definitely, yeah, like, 13. you could argue that they have the top... They have the best yeah. top six in the NHL. And you look at their point like distribution throughout their season, and it's just like 21, 20... 18 17 17 16 15 15 13 12 11 it's just like so much contribution from your back end is is why winnipeg is i think probably the second best team in the division right now so
1: man joe you sounded like a robot there yeah was that's
2: my robot impression well we'll keep it that was the intent right you were meaning to sound like that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, of
1: course. No, no, like they're they're what they're they're for sure second in the standings in the in the northern division. They've earned it. They're playing well. They're they're the second best team clearly to Toronto. I think those two teams are are playing are playing lights out right now. They're playing out of their mind. Their depth it shows what happens when you when you have depth. I know it's the northern division, but it the, Toronto and Winnipeg are playing great because they have the depth. And the rest of the teams show that without that,
0: it's it's hard to compete in this league. And Toronto's proving that they can play defense, which is going to be essential the playoffs eh? in the playoffs if you can't play defense you're not gonna to win games so it, it's essential and they're proving that they're capable of it, it also well yeah it like
1: that's been boston yeah true that's a that's a touchy subject joe why do you gotta make me why do you gotta make me cry right now man seriously I, I hate the leaves <laughs> i hate them i hate you're, that
3: they're
1: doing well but I you're respect gonna cheer for this year well. mark my words mark my words you Boom. will cheer for them eventually
2: they're gonna get swept by ottawa first round
1: <laughs> get the hell <laughs> out of here man <laughs> get out of here yeah going off your point Nate like that's what's been biting Toronto in the ass the last couple of years it's it's their defense it's their sore spot it's let them down in the playoffs we know how great their offense is but the fact that they're arguably you can make the argument that all all of their lines and defense are playing well and they're they're holding up to the to the level of play that their offense is is, is capable of and a, a well-rounded team like that there's a reason they're number one there's a reason why they can make a run in this year's playoffs so it's it's
0: it's wild to see on cheap contracts to like Justin hall is earning like what like it's one and a half mil, and yeah, if that like those are are cheap contracts, and those are essential with his star power uh, Toronto has an offense there
1: yeah, it's, I think that's a it's a it's a good segue after talking about the two top teams, so we obviously know who's gonna be in number one and number two, but joe, i think I think we've got bring back your power rankings man it's been a it's been a hot second since we we've heard the the spicy power rankings from Mr joseph can himself so why don't you uh, why don't you take us away with that
2: oh boys i've been itching for this for about two weeks now and i finally get to scratch it so here we go <laughs> we got obviously we got toronto one winnipeg two yeah. we don't have to dwell dwell yeah. into that no no one uh, cares so we're gonna go reverse order uh, i'm not gonna base this time off of record right now i'm gonna go mm, like recent play Yeah, so I'm gonna say probably Vancouver is probably number six or seven. Um, Probably because they're they are they have won two in a row. Yeah, but they're just not. They have also won three out of their last four. Yep. But playing Edmonton um, and the Jets, you know, you can't consistently beat those teams. Um, No. I don't really, honestly, watch a ton of Vancouver hockey. I know they have they have good young core, but aside from that, they don't have a goaltender. We've talked about that in the past. So, yeah, Vancouver at six. Uh, at five, I'm going to go Calgary, and that's based solely off of like just inconsistency.
0: Number yeah. six. Yeah, number six. Number Fucked. five. Okay, I'm
2: dropping the ball here, boys. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. Pulling a real Nate here. You said you were waiting
1: to scratch this itch and you mess up. Get it together. You're Sorry, I, got like excited.
2: I got excited. You're I didn't like really Nate. care about Vancouver. What can I say? That is fair. Number six, Calgary. There Inconsistency. You know. Sorry of their season. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Markstrom is back though. So hopefully that combined with the new hiring of Daryl Sutter maybe hopes to bring some consistency into their lineup. We shall see. And if not, then just gut the team and get Goudreau and Monaghan yep. out of here. Yep. And then at number five, we're gonna go Ottawa. Whoa. Mm. That's they're climbing. They're climbing closer and closer to my uh, my prediction. They're in last place. Four, <laughs> four game series um, against Calgary. They looked. They we talked about it before. They said we said Calgary's got to win at least three, and then maybe even that one loss has to come in overtime, and then the first loss. Was like a six-one route, <laughs> yeah. so, so I don't know. Like Formington or no, Batherson. Batherson's looking pretty good. Where did he come from? Just out of nowhere. He's like a fourth-round pick. Yeah. I remember him in the World Juniors, but yeah. God, hey, he just popped out of nowhere.
0: Like I think Ottawa is arguably a spot. I'm too low too. Yeah. Well, good
1: thing this isn't your rankings, then, Nate. Hey. Yeah. Jesus, man,
2: man. let let Mister Can't Speak. It's not Nate's ice cold power rankings. It's Joe's hot and spicy power rankings. Nate. <laughs> God,
1: God, Nate. Man.
2: My bad boys. My bad. Now you just <laughs> I had all the momentum going and then you yeah. ruined it. So now we're yeah. going to to go We're going to start from 6, okay? Yeah. No, 7 Sorry, no, Joe. Seven, there's 7. Seven teams, man. <laughs> it's see, not my Nate, fault. It's Nate, not my see fault. You, did? You,
1: you you got his brain all jumbled up.
2: <laughs> you broke me.
1: God, like, sakes, man.
2: Screw it. We're talking about the what is it? The West Division? yeah well, okay yeah. number eight he's even san in the jose. West division. yeah san jose no 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 we're 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 out here we're joking it's Joe's, it's a fun Joe's time up. he's heating up so ottawa at five they look. They're, they're young they starting to build some momentum off those uh those calgary wins but we'll see if they can hold it i doubt they can but they're showing some life so all right we'll number see. four come on joe number four Edmonton. speed it up McDavid, Drysaddle, Edmonton, whole team, no goaltending, no terrible depth. franchise, end of story. <laughs> and then number three, uh, Montreal. You know, seven one on against Winnipeg on Saturday, pretty recent, but they're they're showing some some, some life, promise. hopefully. Uh, honestly, aside from the top two, I think you could have pretty much put any team in that order, yeah, in whatever order that you guys wanted to yeah i don't know it's it's winnipeg and toronto are starting to separate themselves from the pack so
0: yeah
1: it's uh it's important for us to take some time to to recognize the passing of uh of uh, wayne gretzky's father he passed away over these last couple of days he was a influential member to to the nhl he was uh he was a staple uh back in the back in the this early decades of the 20th century he he was a Influential to Wayne Gretzky, he was influential to the Edmonton Oilers, to to NHL as a whole. He's gonna be missed. Uh, he's gonna maybe one day be in the Hall of Fame as a as a builder. Who knows? But um, pretty tough news, and we just want to give our condolences here from Sports and Stutters, and uh, we wish his family nothing but the best, and we're we're praying
2: for them. So hopefully, hopefully they're all doing well. Yeah. Also, just uh, another final uh, statement about Tiger Woods. Hopefully, yes. he's. Uh, his career is not done after that unfortunate car accident. Yeah. So hopefully we get to see him on the uh, on the links sometime the links. soon, yep. or or not.
0: That wraps up his episode though. So hopefully we'll be able to end it on a on a higher note next week. It's been a, a tough two weeks in the sports world. So so hopefully things improve over the next week and we're able to end it on a higher note. But on behalf of Parker, Joe, and myself, Sports and out.